Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 13 this morning and the birds. In verse 16, he says, So ought this woman, so not so ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for eighteen years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. So Jesus, first of all, calls her a daughter of Abraham. And you have to understand from Jesus' perspective, even if you were a Jew. He didn't necessarily consider you to be a daughter or a son of Abraham. And that becomes very clear in Luke chapter, or excuse me, John chapter 8, verse 39 and verse 44, when the, the Pharisees tell Jesus that they are sons of Abraham, and Jesus corrects them in verse 44 and says, No, you are of your father the devil. And he's a liar from the beginning, and you, you, he speaks, you speak his same language as he does, which is lies. And then, of course, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And so Jesus isn't talking about sons in the physical sense, but he's talking about sons in the spiritual sense, those who are of faith, because Abraham was the father of faith, and so we become children of Abraham through our faith in that sense. Not Jews, but we become children of Abraham in that sense. So here's a woman who despite her condition, attend this, this synagogue faithfully, and she had faith in God and had faith in Jesus as the Messiah of God. And, and, and this man, who, whoever this leader of the synagogue was, didn't care as much about her as he cared about his donkey or his ox. And that morning, that Sabbath morning, he probably untied his donkey and his ox and led them over to the trough to let them drink. And probably the people who were coming to synagogue saw him do this <laughs> as, as he did that. And yet, he didn't care about this woman. And, and that's, that's just true in our society. You know, I, I was watching Ray Comfort, you know, he does those videos where he interviews people on the street, and he was interviewing this guy, and he said, hey, you know, what, what would you do if, if you're, you were in the, in the ocean, you know, they were at the beach, he says, if you were in the ocean, and the surf, you know, caught your dog, and there was another person that was drowning, he says, which would you save, if you could only save one, your dog, or a stranger, a person who's drowning? And the guy says, my dog. You know, didn't even think twice about it, it was his dog, his dog was more important to him. And, and I think that sometimes people think that way. You know, it's just, it's kind of a sick society. But Jesus says, think of it. You know, he sa- when he says, think of it, what he's saying is, put yourself in her shoes, or, or probably more rather, put yourself in her sandals. 
How, how would it be to be a person who could not bend or stand straight up, who is bent over at the waist with your head down near the ground? And think, I don't know if you've ever been to a place like a third world country where they don't have a lot of paved streets. Of course, they had no paved streets really, you know, in, in those regions. I guess they probably had some cobblestone. But, you know, the dust. And your, your face is down by the ground and everybody's kicking up dust and and carts and chariots are going by and think about it when it's raining what would it be like to to be bent over like that and it's it's a downpour of rain what would that be like how would she protect her face from all of that and the water pouring down or the chariots riding by or the carts going by and splashing have you ever been on the sidewalk and somebody drove by in a puddle and there you were you know what would it be like if your face was down towards the ground and somebody splashed her face with with muddy water and what would that be like for her hair? I mean, did she have to cut her hair off short so it didn't drag on the ground? What would it be like trying to go up a set of steps or to eat a meal when you're in this, in this condition? I can't even imagine what that would be like. And Jesus is saying, think about it. Put, her, put yourself in her shoes. What would you, you, what would you be like if, if you were like that? How would you feel if you were like that? And here's a day, and it happens to be a Sabbath day. Who cares? And she can be healed and she can be made straight and, and be unloosed. And, and you would deny her that on a Sabbath day. And you would think the day that where she would, she's going to meet with God would be the one day that she would be able to experience something like this. Verse 17, and when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. And so he shut them up. He shut them up. I mean, there's nothing, there's, it's, it's unrefutable logic. If you're going to untie a donkey, why wouldn't you want this woman to be unbound from the things that she's experiencing on this day. And so then Jesus gives his sermon. And his sermon is related to what we just read, although it may seem disconnected. And, and there's a couple of reasons why it might seem disconnected, but this is what Jesus says. And this is just part of his sermon. Obviously, he probably preached a little bit longer than this, a couple of verses. But he says in verse 18, What is the kingdom of God like, and to, who, and to what shall I compare it? So Jesus' message is going to be about the kingdom of God, and he's saying, I want to compare it to something. I want to make a, a, a parable which uh, para means alongside, and bull means to cast or to throw, and so parable means to cast alongside. And so he's going to, to throw a story alongside what the kingdom... Well, how am I going to describe this to you? Here's something that will make you or help you to understand is kind of the idea. In verse 19 it says, It's like a mustard seed, which a man took and put in his garden, and it grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And again he said, to what shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. Now, as you can imagine, these parables are packed with meaning. So what does it mean? And what do they have to do with this situation that we just read about in the synagogue? What do these parables have to do with that? 
Well, the popular meaning of the parable and, and the, the meaning I received when I was a kid, I remember hearing it and actually even more recently at a, at a pastor's prayer retreat, so one of the guys was talking about this woman with the measures of meal and he was talking about how, you know, we know that the, the, the leaven in the measure of meal is the gospel and, and so we need to pray that that spreads throughout the entire Treasure Valley. So let's pray, let's pray the leaven over the entire Treasure Valley. I was freaking out a little bit because that's not what this means at all. In fact, but that's the popular meaning. You know, the church starts out small and grows huge and covers the earth, and then the birds of the air, you know, the whole world gets saved, you know, and eventually, you know, a little bit in every way, the world gets better and better and better. Is that true? Hey, it hasn't been our experience lately, has it? And yet in the 30s, that was, you know, after the World War, after World War II, everybody was kind of thinking, or in the 40s and 50s, they were thinking, you know, that's the way it is. And so a lot of the commentators writing in those times thought, you know, that's the, that's the, the last shebang, and now everything's going to get wonderful. We're moving into the technological age, and nobody's going to have to work anymore because machines are going to do everything for us, and it's just going to be the wonderful, you know, perfect time uh, of our existence. And then, of course, people started building nuclear bombs, and then it got dicey, right? And so nobody's felt safe since. But, but actually, if we look at these, these parables, actually, we can interpret them very easily. In fact, Jesus tells us how to interpret them. In Mark chapter 4, verse 3 through 9, he tells the parable of the sower. Maybe you remember that parable. A man went out to sow, and he sowed seed on the wayside. Some of it fell on the wayside. And he says the birds of the air came, and they ate it up. And then he says that he sowed some amongst the stony ground. And it had no real depth in itself, and it grew up quickly, but then the sun came out and scorched it, and it it withered away. And then he sowed some seed by the edges of the field, or the weedy ground, and, and the thorny ground, and then the thorns and the weeds grew up and choked it out. But then he, he, he sowed some in the good soil, and it produced some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. And so you have this parable Jesus tells us. Well, of course, his disciples hear him tell this parable, and they go and ask him, what does this parable mean? What's the point of it? And, and of course, Jesus answers that and gives them the meaning of the parable. And he says in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? And what Jesus is telling us is that this parable is the key to understanding all the parables. And if you start to plug in the, 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 the elements of this parable, you'll find that it's pretty easy to understand all the parables just by plugging in the same meaning that he gives us in this parable. And then he says, he gives, us, he gives them the answer or the key. The sower sows the word, right? So it's the, it's the word, it's the gospel that's said, the word of God that's spread out into the world. And these are the ones by the wayside, where the word was sown, and when they hear, notice this, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Okay, so what took away, in the parable, not in the explanation, but what took away the seed that was sown on the wayside? The birds, right? And so we're not talking about, oh, cute little fluffy birds coming in lodging. No, we're talking about evil. We're talking about evil. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. 
You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless.